0: Welcome to Grisha Cast. This is your host, Eric.
1: And I'm Terry. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse,
0: a world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Moi sauve casters. It is us, Eric. And Terry. Hello. How, Hi. How are you?
1: I am fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. We've got so much to cover in this. There's, we do. There's. <laughs> so much that happened um in these chapters it wasn't exactly like full of action but so much kind of like story based and i'm excited to get covering and um anyways anything happened this week anything exciting
1: i don't know about exciting yeah you know we're back to normal schedule after the holiday so yeah school has started for the kids and work's back up and I work at a college, so classes are starting there, registration, so we are getting back to the busy schedule after the holidays.
0: Well, that's good. Did you um, do any resolutions?
1: Um, I didn't. Typically, I say I'm going to say no more. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a big thing I'm working on is saying no, uh, but no, I didn't make any formal resolutions. I'm just going to keep being my awesome self.
0: There you go. That's easy for you, though you're awesome thank you <laughs> that's awesome so um yeah i didn't really do any either i the one thing i have done actually is um lee bardugo's little thing um she that i mentioned last week which is doing the um the pro- productivity sprints i've been having you kept f- doing that yeah i've been having fun doing it i've been making sure that like if I haven't been doing the productivity sprints, I've been at least working in my art journal at least once a day, which has been awesome. So it's just like I've been taking like fifteen or thirty minutes out of each day and just relaxing and doing some of my art journal. Well,
1: that's good that it inspired you.
0: Yeah, it did. I, I, I'm I'm really happy with it. And I'm having fun. I'm doing um this um distressed um painting and it's kinda neat. You have these sprays and you like I don't know, it's kinda neat. Oh, I
1: saw the card you did.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really cute. Yeah, I'm having so much fun with that. So
1: good. We need more hobbies.
0: We do. Absolutely. And um yeah, so it's it's been a good start. Good start to the year. Um anyways, so let's get started with um a recap of last week. Pretty much we went back to Azalta and um we well that was the very end of it. Um we went to Azalta and the biggest things that happened were that we found out Alina is going to definitely head the second army by the king's orders, even though he doesn't believe that she can do it. Um, he kind of is, you know, weak and just is kind of thinks, I I, I believe, still thinks she's kind of like a traitor since he doesn't know her well.
1: No, and the end of um, the last reading was just the king making all these decisions.
0: Yeah, and um, and then also Nikolai is going to head the first army, so that's good for him, and we love Nikolai.
1: That is, especially since he wants to take over.
0: Hell yeah. Well, love him. Hashtag Nikolai amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, going right on into chapter 13, where we started, Alina returns to the Little Palace, which she hasn't been to in a very long time. No,
1: but it makes her realize that she missed it a little bit, too.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that she reminisced about
1: it. It's not completely negative.
0: No. And um, one thing that she did notice was it was just um, there weren't as many Grisha as there had been. So got a little quote here. But not everything was as it had been. First Army soldiers were stationed around the grounds, rifles on their backs. I doubted they'd do much good against a force of determined heart renders, squalors, and inferni. But the message was clear. The Grisha were not to be trusted. So that's just kind of, that puts us in a place where we haven't been before. I mean, it's showing that really a lot of the Ravkins and especially the the royalty, like they're not trusting the Grisha because of the darkling. Everybody is like freaked out by them now. And that's just new.
1: Yeah. That kind of goes along with what we learned in the last chapter when we came Yeah, into the city that, um, that there is, we're kind of anti Grisha at the moment.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely proven here. While, while when she actually enters the little palace, she sees how there's not many at all. And um, she's got a big, big job ahead of her. Um, So they enter the hall, um, the Golden Dome Hall, first, and are greeted by the Grisha. And as I said, they see there, she notices it's a lot, there's fewer than there used to be, especially compared to how it was when we first started reading. And when she first enters in the very first book, it's just filled with Grisha, and now it's it's just very different. There's not that many. But of course they're still all huddled up together in their separate groups. <laughs> no one's um mingling.
1: They're still in their cliques.
0: Yep, they are. So, um We got a quote here. We walked forward and most of the Grisha rose. It was a young group and with a twinge of unease, I realized that many of the older and more experienced Grisha had chosen to defect to the Darkling or maybe they'd just been wise enough to run. I anticipated that many... That not many Corporal Kai would remain. They'd been the highest ranking Grisha, the most valued fighters, the closest to the Darkling. There were still several familiar faces. Sergei was one of the few heart renderers who had decided to stay. Marie and Nadia stood with the Theory Alki. I was surprised to see David slouching in his seat at the Material Kai table. I knew they'd had qualms about the Darkling, but that hadn't stopped him from sealing the stag's collar around my neck. Maybe that was why he wouldn't look at me, or maybe he was just eager to get back to his workshop. The Darkling's ebony chair had been removed. His table sat vacant. So we...
1: A little awkward seeing David there.
0: Yeah, for sure. After what he had done to her He
1: started her collection.
0: Yeah, he did that and also... Up until that point, they were I wouldn't say friends, but they weren't like on bad terms. I mean, no, I don't
1: think they had really spoken much. She just knew that Virginia had eyes for him
0: yeah and and he had helped her he he helped make those little um the mirrors that the she mirrors used, that yeah she in combat, so she like that collar thing was huge, I think for her as we when we read back there, like that was devastating for her that David would do that and Obviously, I don't think that was completely up to David.
1: No, he was just following orders.
0: Yep. Darkling, I mean.
1: He was going to get cut if he didn't.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, Alina starts off and tells the Grisha that she is here for one purpose, which is not true. But nonetheless, she is here to lead the second army. And immediately, you can tell everyone has their own opinions about this.
1: Especially Sergey.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, Sergey, he he's not happy. Um, he he thinks that the cor- corporal should lead the second army because they are the highest ranking Grisha, and
1: because it was just the way that they did things, that was a tradition.
0: Yeah, and they they bring that up a lot, um, tradition, which reminds me a lot about Judaism, and I think it's interesting because Lee Bardugo is Jewish, and how. The Grisha are very much about their traditions, and they bring that out a lot in this chapter, where I don't think we've really noticed that much before. They haven't brought it up, so um, Jews- I think
1: too when you talk about like the old religions, yeah, you know, there's a lot of um, traditions that go along with that too. And it's not that they're really magic, but it's in that same mm-hmm. realm of talking about, you know, a, a magical type setting. Mm-hmm. So you know, it brings it brings those old you know paganism and and things oh, to mind yes. where there's the the tradition.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. So um surprisingly Zoya is there and she if we remember does like I mean she doesn't like Alina Alina doesn't like her um but she chimes in and surprisingly stands up for Alina.
1: That was surprising.
0: Yeah. Zoya says that she actually speaks for the theory Alki and that she, that they will follow the Sun summoner. Wow.:
1: Yeah, she, we thought she was jealous.
0: Yep, so by the way, 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 way back in these um podcasts, I've always mentioned how I love Zoya. so
1: you have it was a yep. little bit of a spoiler alert, so I knew she was gonna well, turn the corner.:
0: There's reasoning, and she's just she's a very cool character. we We learn a lot about her. And sorry about the spoiler. No, it's okay. Okay,
1: it's gonna happen.
0: It is. I the don't... big one
1: was good, so yeah. we're good.
0: So uh, <laughs> exactly, I'm not gonna do like there's, I'm not gonna totally ruin this story for you. I promise. There's so much more ahead. Um, so the problem here is not all of the theory alky agree with Zoya. Um. Some Grisha are bitching that she's only been a Grisha for a year, and some say that she might still be on the Darkling's side because she shared his bed. Um, and everyone's just bitching, bitching, bitching. <laughs> um, it's just
1: they all got things to say,
0: they do. It's a bitch fest up in there. Um, Sergei smirk and wise ass comments really throws her over the edge. Um, and they all begin to piss Alina off, and she decides to give them a little bit of a lesson. She does. So I
1: think she loses her temper a little bit in here.
0: She does. And um I'm gonna read this real quickly. She so she raises up her hands and here's the quote. I swerved and threw the cut high. A resounding crack shook the room. The Grisha screamed and backed away, crowding against the walls. Daylight poured in through a jagged fissure above us. I'd split the golden dome open like a giant egg. A deep silence followed as every Grisha turned to me in terrified disbelief. I swallowed, astonished by what I'd done, horrified by what I'd almost done. I thought of Nikolai's advice and hardened my heart. They mustn't see my fear. You, thi- thi- you think the Darkling is powerful, I asked, startled by the icy clarity of my voice. You have no idea what he is capable, capable of. Only I have seen what he can do. Only I have faced him and lived to tell about it. I sounded like a stranger to my own ears, but I felt the echo of my power vibrating through me, and I pushed on. I turned slowly, meeting each stunned gaze. I don't care if you think I'm a saint or a fool or the Darkling's whore. If you want to remain at the little palace, you will follow me, and if you don't like it, you will be gone by tonight, or I will have you in chains.' I am a soldier. I am the sun summoner, and I am the only chance you have. Boom.
1: And there you have it.
0: Yes, like Mike, drop. Come on, that I I love that because it's her first time, like really standing up for herself, and she deserves that.
1: It is. I mean, we knew that she was kind of feeling herself, you know, when she got more of the power with you know her collection starting. Yeah, um, but. I feel like she's she's losing it a little bit. She's holding it together, but she's you know now strong enough to finally stand up for herself. It it might not have the uh, the poise and the yeah and and the soft approach that Nikolai has, but well, you, she's got her own
0: way. You bring up a good point there. Um, the fact that I mean we do have to remember she now has the new the fetter. She's got. She's got the new the new forever bangle, so she's got new power, and that I kind of forget about that sometimes. so you know that's just maybe that's part of this too. I mean, she's gaining some confidence, but also I mean, it's I think striving for she's striving to get more power. And yeah
1: it's made her more powerful
0: it's made her more powerful and now so she's it's given
1: her some more power
0: right but now she might want to be controlling it and like i mean she can't control it but you know just
1: maybe it's controlling her a little too much
0: that too you know i mean they do say like power can overwhelm you and overtake you
1: that's why you're only supposed to have one yes and I... not be greedy
0: right and that's where this whole Mortzova's zova's like amplifiers are a mystery to this whole realm i mean the fact that you can do that um or maybe it's not even that you can't do it it's just the rule that you can't you're not
1: supposed you're not
0: supposed to to. this
1: is what happens
0: ding 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 you got it
1: figured out
0: yep so alina of course after this like um wonderful line her Putting her foot down makes a very dramatic exit and just goes into the war room with Mal. And here is where we are going to do a little performance for you. Um, We know you guys like these, so um, we're going to call this one Scene 1. And I am going to be playing Mal and Alina, uh, um, Terry, is going to play Alina. So if you'll give us just a second, we are going to get ready. So, curtain up. Mal cleared his throat. I thought that went well.
1: A hysterical hiccup of laughter escaped my lips.
0: Unless you intended to bring the whole ceiling down on our heads, he said. Then I guess it was just a partial success?
1: I nibbled my thumb and continued pacing. I had to get their attention.
0: So you meant to do that.
1: I almost killed someone. I wanted to kill someone. It was the dome or Sergei, and Sergei would have been a lot tougher to patch up. Not exactly, I admitted. Suddenly, all of the energy went out of me. I collapsed into a chair by the long table and rested my head in my hands. They're all going to leave, I moaned.
0: Maybe, Mal said, but I doubt it.
1: I buried my face in my arms. Who am I kidding? I can't do this. This is like some kind of bad joke.
0: I didn't hear anyone laughing, Mal said. For someone who has no idea what she's doing, I'd say you're managing pretty well.
1: I peered up at him. He was leaning against the table, arms crossed. The ghost of a smile played over his lips. Mal, I put a hole in the ceiling.
0: A very dramatic hole.
1: I let out a huff somewhere between a laugh and a sob. What are we going to do when it rains?
0: What we always do, he said. Keep dry. So, end scene. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I love that part. Um, I love all these parts. Um, Just because... You know, especially reading her words, Lee's words are great. And um, as I've said many times before, it is instead of me trying to sit here or me and Terry try to figure out a way to discuss it, sometimes it's best we just read what she wrote because it gets the point across so much easier and just so much better. Um, so, anyways, we had a lot to just kind of went on. I mean, the discussion that they had and. Um, Yeah, so carrying on, um, one of the servants asks Tamar to find out whether or not Alina will be staying in the Darkling's quarters. So that's huge. And weird. Yes, and she doesn't want to, but figures she kind of needs to, kind of has to. To assert herself. Yeah, which um, is just kind of weird, you know? It is weird. It is, but one thing that was fascinating me is I've always wanted to know what the Dark Things Quarters look like, um, and I was really kind of excited when they, when they explained it right here.
1: They're kind of sexy.
0: So, um, and here it is. The chamber was hexagonal, its dark wood walls carved into the illusion of a forest crowded with slender trees. Above the huge canopied bed, the dome ceiling was wrought in smooth black obsidian and spangled with chips of mother-of-pearl laid out in constellations. It was unusual it was an unusual room and certainly luxurious but it was still just a bedroom the shelves were empty of books the desks and dressing table were bare all his possessions must have been taken away probably burned or smashed to bits i suppose i should have been glad the king hadn't torn the entire little palace down I walked to the side of the bed and smoothed my hand over the cool fabric of the pillow. It was good to know that some part of him was still human, that he laid his head down to rest at night like everyone else. But could I really sleep in his bed beneath his roof? Yeah, and that's 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 weird. I mean, that is weird. It's just, I mean, sleeping in the same bed of somebody that tried to kill you, own you. They've, just, yeah, you've
1: been through all of these horrifying things with.
0: Yeah. But also, it's weird to think of such a main character, a dark character, is just like us. Like, I mean, he's got a bed to sleep in. I mean, I'm sure, like, I don't know, what does he think about before he goes to bed? I mean, maybe he's had a hard day and he, like, lays his bed down, like, lays down in bed and lays in his pillow and he's just like, ugh. Thanks to his
1: little darkling, dark thoughts.
0: Yeah, or just um, can't sleep well. Maybe I'll count some sheep.
1: (laughs) Count some Volcra.
0: Counts, yes, exactly. <laughs> Count some Volcra. Um, okay, so, moving on. We've got um, another scene, scene two. This one, I'm going to play the Darkling, and Alina is going to play... I mean, sorry, Terry's... Wow, I already turned you into Alina. Terry is going to play Alina. So, um, scene two, and curtain up. <laughs>
1: The wound at my shoulder prickled and I opened my eyes. The doors to the chamber had been shut. I hadn't heard them close. Alina. I whirled.
0: The Darkling was standing on the other side of the bed.
1: I clapped my hands over my mouth to stop my scream. This isn't real, I told myself. It's just another hallucination, just like on the fold.
0: My Alina, he said softly. His face was beautiful, unscarred, perfect.
1: I will not scream because this isn't real, and when they come running, there will be nothing to see.
0: He walked slowly around the bed. His footsteps made no sound.
1: I closed my eyes, pressed my palms against them, counted to three. But when I opened them again, he was standing right before me. I will not scream. I took a step backwards, felt the press of the wall behind me. A choked sound squeaked free of my throat. I will not scream.
0: He reached out.
1: He can't touch me, I told myself. His hand will just pass through me like a ghost. It's not real.
0: You cannot run from me, he whispered. His fingers brushed my cheek.
1: Solid, real, I felt them. Terror shot through me. I threw up my hands and light blazed over the room in a brilliant wave that shimmered with heat.
0: The Darkling vanished. End scene. So, huge there. Um, this is massive because these are not just hallucinations. She actually felt the Darkling. He brushed her cheek, and she felt it.
1: Yeah, so what does that mean now?
0: We'll just have to see. But But I want to know. Well, you're going to have to wait. But Mm -hmm. that's huge. So this whole time, she's been thinking she's crazy, seeing hallucinations because of the trauma she's gone through with the Darkling, but it's not.
1: You're not supposed to feel hallucinations.
0: Nope, you are not. And she sure as hell felt it. So, um, anyways, um, the way she got this to end was she, she, as it says, I mean, she, she summoned her light, um, and he vanished. So, of course, Tolia, Tamar, and Mal come, like, running in, um, come to rescue, um, after they see the light, um, and, of course, they're, like, asking what happened, and Alina doesn't even know. She has no clue, so she decides to tell them nothing, That, um, what she saw out of fear of, she was just scared of what she saw. She, she didn't really know what to describe. She had no clue how to describe it. So, um, and that's how that chapter ends. So a lot happens there though. Um, so chapter 14, Alina wakes up in, of course, the Darkling's boudoir. (laughs) and um, realizes that she needs to do some redecorating. So (laughs) it's time to do that. Um, So here's a quote. This room was just too depressing to wake up in it was strange to think that i was actually in the darkling's chambers that i'd spent the night in his bed that i'd seen him standing in his very in this very room enough of that i threw off the covers and swung my legs over the side of the bed i didn't know whether the visions were a product of my imagination or some real attempt by the darkling to manipulate me but there had to be a rational explanation for them Maybe the Nietzsche-Voya bite had uh, infected me with something. If that was the case, then i just have to find a way to cure it, or maybe the effects would wear off with time. Um, yeah, so it's just she's trying to figure out.
1: We had talked about that before. Yeah. About the, the nothings becoming part of her since yep. she's, she gets the itch on the, on the bite when she's on the fold. Yep. And maybe that has something to do with these visions.
0: Well they're yeah, um it's um their connection to the darkling, their uh creation, we know that they are created somehow by the darkling. So
1: And they feed off of him.
0: Yep, and this is a bite from the Nietzsche Voya, but that's a connection to him. So um Anyways, Alina then goes to find out what the noise is um, all about because when she wakes up, she hears all this stuff going on outside her door. And uh, if you're like me, girl, I am not a morning person. I do not want to hear anybody talking. Um,
1: no, there's no talking.
0: No, there is not. Um, I love my son, Kaden, but he is a morning person, and so is Chris. And they both are just full speed in the morning asking me lots of questions and I just need a minute. Yeah. I just don't look at anybody. I just kind of, I I've got my routine. I've got my water that I put my electrolytes in and, um, I, I drink that entire thing before I do anything else. I take my vitamins with it and I sit there and I just drink it. They can be talking, um, running around the house. Um, the house could probably be on fire and I'm just (laughs) sitting there drinking my water just like you know what this is my morning and i i've got to get ready for work i don't have time for any of this you've got your routine i do and i am not good with changes in that how about you what kind of like so are you a morning person
1: i'm okay in the mornings you know i'm i'm typically ready to go ready to get out of bed yeah i don't i'm not a big laying around for a long period of time i got to get up and make the coffee and get going and get going yeah
0: okay See, I would maybe
1: a cuddle. Oh.
0: Chris is the complete opposite. He cannot stand to be in bed. Um, he on his days off, seven thirty would be the absolute latest he can stay in bed. Oh, absolute latest. Wow. Thank God he knows um, on the weekends that when he does that, he gets up and shuts the door and what's great is me and my dog are on the same schedule my my baby girl lucy is my baby she is my child um, and we're on the same sleep schedule and she doesn't get up until i do we uh, still
1: have a cuddle buddy
0: yes i do well she unfortunately she doesn't sleep in the same bed with us anymore oh. but she sleeps next to me she's got her own little um we call it the disc and it's um it's perfect for her it's this um disk but it's like all like it's this pillow but it's for her to be able to burrow in it's got like this sheet attached to it so she just burrows in there it's so she
1: have a little doggy blanket
0: it's so cute and just attached to it and um she throughout the night gets me up when she needs me she does she um she's really good at it too she'll start whining or she'll lick my hand and um i know that she's um she wants to she's got me trained she does. I have the most amazing Pitbull, y'all. She is amazing.
1: She's the best.
0: She really is. Terry can even admit to that. She's just the sweetest thing. She is. We, um, Pitbull pride here. She is not angry. She is not a mean Pitbull. She is so sweet.
1: She'll kill you with kisses.
0: She will. She, um, if anybody ever were to break into our house, we'd be screwed. Because she'd probably just be like, hey, how you doing? Let me show you around the house. Oh, this is where my daddies live. anyways yeah so um anyways we've got this problem she wakes up to all this stuff um i'm gonna read this real quickly um so she starts off what's the problem i'd sent out word the previous night that i would be convening a war council each grisha order was to elect two representatives to attend Fedor says the kai are the Grisha's first line of defense. were the most experienced in military affairs and should be more fairly represented. Zoya says that if there are three corporal kai then there needs three summoners. Everyone started shouting again. There will be two Grisha from each order, I said. No more, no less. The Darkling has changed. If he has any hope of beating if we have any hope of beating him, we need to change two. Two Grisha from each order, and the order will no longer sit separately. You'll sit together, eat together, and fight together. At least I'd gotten them to shut up. They just stood there gaping. At the and the fabricators start combat training this week. We're at war with an ancient power beyond reckoning, and you want to squabble over who sits next to you at lunch? That's not the point, said Zoya. There's an order to things, a way of doing them. This is the way we're doing it, I said, rapidly rapidly losing patience. No more Corporal Kai snobbery, no more Ethereal Kai clicks, and no more herring. So... She just
1: she's laying it down again.
0: She is, but I agree with all that. Like you know, we we've got to come together. This is wartime. The Grisha need to be a unit of one, absolutely, especially with um the with the army too. With I mean, we've all got to come together. It's now divided: the Darkling and the Grisha that he has, and now the Royals, the First Army, and the Second Army.
1: And we saw how successful uh, Sturmon was. When he had all of his Grisha, and they worked together a lot differently than the Darklings, Grisha, and they were successful.
0: Yeah, and I think that's where she's getting this from. Like, because she saw that. She saw mm-hmm. She saw that. I mean, it doesn't have to be that way. Lose this tradition of everybody being scared of one another or whatever or the snobbery. It's stupid because every Grisha... Has their own different like powers and they're all so useful. Who cares that just the corporal kai, just because the corporal kai can like kill you or take away your breath or whatever? I mean, the summoners are just as important and so are any of like the alchemi. I mean, it's just, it's all of them are important and I think it's just neat that she sees that and she's trying to get them to see that, you know?
1: Yeah, they could summon different things together working together
0: so i am very excited to announce that we now have my wonderful producer and husband chris entering this next scene scene three this is a rather long one guys um but it's very important and i i just it's very important so just a heads up i will be playing of course alina Terry will be playing Nikolai and Chris will be playing Mal. So, um, this is just a really good part. I love it. So, um, and this happens right after what I was just saying, right after she um, pretty much laid down the law. So, curtain up.
1: Nicely done, he said. Today shall be forever remembered as the date of the great herring decree. He stepped inside and closed the door behind him. Not the smoothest delivery, though.
0: I don't have your gift for amused and aloof, I said, sitting down at the table and tearing eagerly into a roll, but grouchy seems to be working for me. A servant rushed forward to bring me a cup of tea from the samovar. It was blissfully hot, and I loaded it with sugar. Nikolai took a a chair and sat without being asked.
1: You're really not going to eat these, he said, already piling herring onto his plate.
0: "'Revolting,' I said succinctly. Nikolai took a big bite.
1: "'You don't survive at sea if you can't stomach fish.'
0: "'Don't play the poor sailor with me. I ate on your ship, remember? Sturman's chef was hardly serving up salt cod and hardtack. He gave a mournful sigh.
1: "'I wish I could have brought Burgoth with me. "'The court kitchen seemed to feel that a meal isn't complete if it isn't swimming in butter.'
0: only a prince would complain about too much butter
1: hmm he said thoughtfully patting his flat stomach maybe a royal gut would lend me more authority
0: i laughed and then nearly jumped at the as the door opened and mal entered he stood when he when he saw nikolai
2: i didn't realize you'd be dining at the little palace moitzarvich he
0: bowed stiffly
2: to nikolai and then to me
0: you don't have to do that i said
2: yes he does you heard Prince Perfect, Mal said, and joined us at the table.
0: Nikolai grinned.
1: I've had a lot of nicknames, but that one is easily the most accurate.
0: I didn't know you are awake, I said to Mal. I've been up for hours, roaming around,
2: looking for something to do.
1: Excellent, said Nikolai. I've come to issue an invitation.
2: Is it to a ball? asked Mal, snagging the remaining bit of roll from my plate. I do so hope it's to a ball.
1: While I'm sure you dance a magnificent waltz, No. Boar have been spotted in the woods near Balakirv. There's a hunt leaving tomorrow, and I'd like you to go.
2: Short on friends, your highness.
1: And long on enemies, replied Nikolai. But I won't be there. My parents aren't quite ready to let me out of their sight. I've spoken to one of the generals, and he's agreed to have you as his guest.
2: Mal leaned back and crossed his arms. I see. So I go gallivanting off to the woods for a few days, and you stay here, he said with a meaningful glance at me.
0: I shifted in my chair. I didn't like the implication, but I did have to admit it seemed like an ob- obvious ploy. Too obvious for Nikolai, really.
1: You know, for two people with a love eternal, you're awfully insecure, Nikolai said. Some of the highest-ranking members of the First Army will be in the hunting party, and so will my brother. He's an advent hunter, and I've seen for myself that you're the best tracker in Rovka."
2: I thought I was supposed to be guarding Alina, Mel said not running around with a bunch of pampered
0: royals.
1: Tolia and Tamar can manage while you're away, and this is a chance for you to make yourself useful.
0: Great, I thought as I watched Mal's eyes narrow. Just perfect. And what are you doing to be useful, your highness?
1: I'm a prince, said Nikolai. Being useful isn't part of the job description. But, he added, when I'm not lazy about being handsome, I'll be trying to better equip the First Army and gather intelligence on the Darkling's location. Word has it, he's entered the Sikerzoy.
0: Mal and I both perked up at that. The, Zik- the Sikerzoy were the mountains that ran along much of the border between Ravka and the Shuhan. You think he's in the south, I asked?
1: Nikolai popped another piece of herring into his mouth. It's possible, he said. I would have thought he'd be more likely to ally with the Fjordans. The northern border is far more vulnerable, but the Sikrzoi are a good place to hide. If the reports are true... We need to move to forge an alliance with the Shu as fast as possible so that we can march on him on from two fronts.
0: You want to take the war to him, I said, surprised?
1: Better than waiting for him to be strong enough to bring it to us.
0: I like
2: it, Mal said with grudging admiration. It's not something the Darkling would expect.
0: I was reminded. I... I was reminded that. While Mal and Nikolai had their differences, Mal and Sturmhahn had been on the way to becoming friends. Nikolai took a sip of tea and said,
1: There's also disturbing news coming out of the First Army. It seems a number of soldiers have found religion and deserted.
0: I frowned. You don't mean... Nikolai nodded.
1: They're taking refuge in the monasteries, joining the apparatus cult of the Sun Saint. The priest is claiming you've you've been taken prisoner by the corrupt monarchy.
0: That's ridiculous, I said.
1: Actually, it's completely plausible, and it makes for a very satisfying story. Needless to say, my father is not pleased. He flew into quite a rage last night, and he's doubled the price on the apparatus head.
0: I groaned. This is bad.
1: It is, Nikolai admitted. You can see why it might be wise for the captain of your personal guard to start forging alliances within the Grand Palace. He turned his keen gaze on Mal. And that, Ortsev, is how you can be of use. As I recall, you rather charmed my crew, so perhaps you could pick up your bow and play the diplomat instead of the jealous lover.
2: I'll think about it. Good boy,
1: said Nikolai.
0: Oh, for saint's sake. He just couldn't leave well enough alone, could he?
2: Watch yourself, Nikolai, Mal said softly. Princes bleed just like other men.
1: Nikolai plucked an invisible piece of dust from his sleeve. Yes, he said. They just do it in better clothes.
0: Mal. Mal stood, his chair scraping the floor.
2: I need some air. He strode out the door, all pretense of bowing and titles forgotten.
0: I threw down my napkin. Why do you do that? I asked Nikolai angrily. Why do you provoke him that way?
2: Did I?
1: Nikolai said, reaching for another roll.
0: I thought about sticking a fork through his hand. Don't keep pushing him, Nikolai. Lose Mal, and you'll lose me too.
1: He needs to learn what the rules are here. If he can't, then he becomes a liability. The stakes are too high for half measures.
0: I shivered and rubbed my hands over my arms. I hate it when you talk like that. You should just, you sound just like the Darkling.
1: If you ever have trouble telling us apart, look for the person who isn't torturing you or trying to kill Mao. That will be me.
0: Are you so sure you wouldn't, I shot back, if it got you closer to what you want, to the throne and your big chance to save Ravka, are you sure you wouldn't walk me up the gallows steps yourself? I expected another of Nikolai's flip replies, but he looked like I'd punched him in the gut. He started to speak, stopped, then shook his head.
1: Saints, he said, his tone somewhere between bewilderment and disgust. I really don't know.
0: I slumped back in my chair. His admission should have made me furious, but instead I felt the anger drain out of me. Maybe it was his honesty, or maybe it was because I'd begun to worry what I might be capable of myself. We sat there in silence for a long minute. He rubbed his hand over the back of his neck and slowly got to his feet. At the doorway, he paused.
1: "I'm ambitious, Anlina, Alina. I'm driven, but I hope, I hope I still know the difference between right and wrong." He hesitated. I offered you freedom, and I meant it. If tomorrow you decided to run back to Novia Zim with Mao, I'd put you on a ship and let the sea take you.
0: He held my gaze, his hazel eyes steady.
1: But I'd be sorry to see you
0: go. End scene. So I know there was a lot there, but as I'm sure you can tell, listeners, that's a lot of really important stuff. We got a lot going on there. We found out a lot about what their plan is and it's a smart plan i think um definitely and um yeah we're just gonna see a lot to come we're getting closer and closer to this war um and haven't physically seen the darkling in a while so you know they're getting their peeps together figuring all this out and you know
1: and maybe it really was a good excuse to separate mal away from alina
0: yeah so uh, this is one of my favorite parts because I get to see a character I haven't seen in a while. Alina kind of goes on a scavenger hunt to go find Bagra. Yes, she wants to find out where she is. And so and she's
1: she... excited to see her.
0: Yes, of course. She hasn't seen her since Bagra helped her escape. Um, and of course, and she really didn't need to do a scavenger hunt. She just goes to her hut and finds her in her usual place. And, of course, it is steaming hot in that place. Ugh, I couldn't deal with it. I'm, no, it sounds really gross. Yes, it does. But um, as it's written, Bagra is very cold-natured, so she likes the heat. It's
1: cold-blooded.
0: Yes. Um, Alina asks about um, what the Darkling did as punishment to Bagra after she meets her, and... Um, Um, and the punishment for helping her escape and it she says what did he do so she says what did he do to you she gave a dry laugh less than he might have more than he should so it's an interesting reply we don't know yet but um bagra wants to see the collar so alina shows her um where it is um and she when she can actually face bagra she sees that bagra has aged so much that her hair is no longer black um but and her great skin has sunken in and out of the biggest surprises bagra's eyes are gone and they are not just like gone they are now just black pools of shadow um that's
1: a little scary
0: yeah Bagra mentions how her son has left her in the dark. How sad. Ugh, that poor line. I hate that that line just, it's just so sad.
1: It follows along with the the whole Darkling theme, though. Oh,
0: of course. Yeah, and the shadows and all that. I mean, it's not like... Blackness. It's not that she has scars of, like, something you'd see in Game of Thrones when people have their eyes taken out. I mean, she literally now just just has pools... Black pits. Yeah, black pits of shadow. I'm sure that's like swirling around and
1: oh, that's pretty gross.
0: Yep. Um so she shows her the collar. Um Alina lets her feel the collar and then also starts to let her feel her her new purchase, <laughs> the forever bangle. Um and as you
1: the second in her collection.
0: Yep, and we find out to the as a surprise, Bagra is not happy, and this leads us to scene four, where I play Bagra, and Terry plays Alina. So, um, curtain up. <laughs> what have you done, girl?
1: Her words gave me hope. You know about the other amplifiers. I winced as her fingers dug into my wrist.
0: Is it true, she asked abruptly, what they say he can do, that he can give life to Shadow?
1: Yes, I admitted. Her hunched shoulder sagged even further. Then she cast my arm away as if it were something filthy. Get out. Bagra, I need your help.
0: I said get out.
1: Please. I need to know where to find the firebird. Her sunken mouth trembled slightly.
0: I betrayed my son once, little saint. What makes you think I would do it again?
1: You wanted to stop him, I said hesitantly. You—
0: Bagra pounded the floor with her stick. I wanted to keep him from becoming a monster, but it's too late for that, isn't it? Thanks to you, he is farther from human than he's ever been. He's long past any redemption.
1: Maybe, I admitted. But Ravka isn't beyond saving.
0: What do I care what happens to this wretched country? Is the world so very fine that you think it's worth saving?
1: Yes, I said, and I know you do too.
0: You couldn't make a meat pie from what you know, girl.
1: Fine, I said, my desperation overwhelming my guilt. I'm an idiot. I'm a fool. I'm hopeless. That's why I need your help.
0: You cannot be helped. Your your only hope was to run. Tell
1: me what you know about Moritzova, I begged. Help me find the third amplifier.
0: I couldn't begin to guess where to find the firebird, and I wouldn't tell you if I could. "'All I want now is a warm room and to be left alone to die.'
1: "'I could take this uh, this room away from you,' I said angrily. "'Your fire, your obedient servant, you might feel more like talking then.' "'The second the words were out of my mouth, I wanted to take them back. "'A sick wave of shame washed over me. "'Had I really just threatened a blind old woman?'
0: Bogra laughed that rattling, vicious chuckle. "'You're taking to power well, I see. "'As it grows, it will hunger for more.' Like calls to like, girl.
1: Her words sent a spike of fear through me. I didn't mean it, I said weakly.
0: You cannot violate the rules of this world without a price. Those amplifiers were never meant to be. No Grisha should have such power. Already you are changing. Seek the third, use it, and you will lose yourself completely, piece by piece. You want my help? You want to know what to do? Forget the firebird. Forget Mortzova and his madness.
1: I shook my head. I can't do that. I won't. She turned back to the fire.
0: Then do what you like, girl. I'm done with this life, and I'm done with you.
1: What had I expected? That she would greet me as a daughter? Welcome me as a friend? She'd lost her son's love and sacrificed her sight, and in the end, I'd failed her. I wanted to dig in my heels and demand her help. I wanted to threaten her, conjole her, fall to my knees and beg forgiveness for everything she'd lost and every mistake I'd made. Instead, I did what she'd wanted me to do all along. I turned and ran.
0: So that really, to me, shows the biggest part of Alina's power, um, the way that, I mean, powers affected her, Um, being mean to Bogger like that. I mean, just...
1: An old blind lady.
0: Yeah, old blind lady. And someone that's helped her. I mean, and I don't think she meant it, obviously, but it just came out. I mean, she just...
1: She can't help it.
0: No, because she's driven by this power that... She's driven by this unknown thought that this third amplifier is going to bring all of this together somehow. That it's going to make this... Not this dream, but, you know help destroy the Darkling um, and help bring Ravka back together, help destroy the Fold. She feels that this is the only way, but she doesn't, she has no clue. Um, When we go back to like thinking about the picture that they look at and they're trying to decipher what this arc means. I mean, they have no clue about this Firebird um, and no one knows, no one even knew before then that these were real. Or that they were amplifiers. Um, and only Bagra, I think, and the Darkling knew more about it because they are amplifiers and um, know the most about them. So,
1: well, like Bagra was saying, um, you know, she's taking to power. As it grows, it will hunger for more because yeah. like calls to like. So since she has these two, the power and the hunger are, are wanting more. They're it's hungry festering. for more.
0: Yeah, and we saw it from the first time. Remember, Mal um, noticed after the first time she used the power how, yeah, he was like, you were so beautiful, but so, not ugly, but so scary or something. Right. Like, it's already changing her. So we've got this third amplifier on the horizon, and it's, anyways, so much more to read. So Alina feels horrible about that, especially about the way she acted towards Bagra, and, um... She considers herself responsible for what happened to Bagra. Um, Because, truthfully, I mean, she is. I mean, she... I don't know. It could have gone either either way. She was
1: involved, but I don't think it was her fault. Bagra pretty much knew something was going to happen, but did it anyway.
0: Well, right. But it goes back to the thought of, like, kind of, like... It took a while for Alina to believe Bagra... Um, about leaving, you know, in the beginning and what could have happened if Alina decided Bagra was just crazy and not to, you know, I mean, it's just, just like theories who knows. I mean, you whole thing about if
1: I hadn't have been in here, if I hadn't have done something exactly, things would have been different.
0: Right. So, um, I think, but I think she kind of is, um, she's surprised by the way Bagra looks and especially surprised by, the shadow eyes that she has now. And I think, as we know, Alina is going to take that to heart. Um, But um, she's also upset that Bogger didn't know more about the firebird. I think she really expected that she would know more.
1: Or that she would at least tell her what she knows.
0: Yeah, but I think in the long term, Bogger's protecting her more. I do too. Yeah, Bogger knows more than she's given off. Because remember, she did know that about about Mort's that was heard and just pretended that it didn't, hoping that the Darkling wouldn't believe it and wouldn't go try to find it. So she knew about that. Um, she just knew the repercussions of it. So anyways, we're going to move on into the last chapter, which um, we've got a little bit to cover in it. Um, Lena um, gets to go into the war room Um, kind of for the first time and really looks at it um, and really is enjoying it because we got to remember her first job as a map maker
1: cartographer yeah
0: and this war room is just like something i i imagine um game of thrones
1: oh absolutely
0: yeah that just cool ass place that they had when they were in um Dra- uh dra- dragon blah, 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 blah. where was um
1: Cali's
0: Cali's place what was that called uh, I don't remember dragon, but the not, cool cave the room the cool yeah that island that they went right. to yes um we're any- going to get somebody's we are gonna, gonna get, yeah, yeah, come at us for that I'm sorry one, guys but- remember we work really hard and <laughs> we can't remember everything but you know what we were talking about so um anyways um Yeah, so she's in this place, and um, they're going to have their first little meeting. Um, She realizes that any of those Grisha could, um, and starts to realize that any of the Grisha in this meeting could be working as spies for the Apparat, the King, or even the Darkling. So she's getting a little paranoid right now. That's valid. Absolutely. She hasn't seen them for a long time, um, and doesn't know.
1: She doesn't know what they've been up to.
0: Yeah, so... um, the seating arrangement, Sergey sat to Mal's right. His arms crossed sullenly over his chest. He wasn't happy to be sitting next to an Otkazatya guard. Haven't heard that in a while. And he was even less pleased that he, I'd insisted on s- seating a fabricator directly to my left. It was in what was considered a position of honor. She was a Suli girl named Paja, whom I'd never met before. She had dark hair and nearly black eyes, and the red embroidery at the cuffs of her purple kefta indicated that she was one of the alchemy fabricators who specialized in chemicals like blasting powders and poisons. Huge Break for me, fashion point, this is finally like where we, I don't know where they said this before, but I loved, you know, in the beginning, trying to figure out the different colors of the cuffs. So maybe I'm wrong, but I believe this is the first time that we find out that it's the red cuffs that the Alchemy have. Um, And I think that's neat. I do
1: believe that is the first time we've we've yes. heard that so, particular combination.
0: And, yeah, and in this one section, we end it all actually because it goes on and we find out that David, who's sitting at the table, who um, he actually his cuffs are, are are gray.
1: So he would be purple. So, so with gray.
0: Yeah. So he's a durist. So his are gray. So, yep. Both of the fabricators um, are wearing purple kefta. The Duris have the gray cuffs, and the Alchemy have the red cuffs.
1: So cool. And the gray makes sense because they work with steel and stone, so it's a very, like, metallic oh, yes. color to indicate what they work with.
0: It is so cool to me. I love that stuff. love, 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 love. So, um... Anyways, they have this um they discuss how the apparat um keep being able um is just kind of being able to spread the word of the Sun Summoner.
1: He's just like popping up randomly in these random places and, and then vanishing preaching his thing and yep. disappearing before the guard can get to him.
0: Yeah. So um and none of us know really what that's about. I mean, I know it kind of seems like he's on Alina's side. But it kind of at the same time seems weird.
1: Yeah, we don't know the background, like why he's doing nope. these things, why he's telling these stories.
0: Nope. And we've got to remember, he also gave her that book, the Historia Sanctia.
1: He gave her all that information.
0: He sure did. So um, that's part of, part of the discussions they have. Um, and they also discuss that. Possibly, maybe they'll have an uh, assassination of the Apparat, and Alina just can't believe that that's happening.
1: Just sitting around, talking yeah. about killing a guy, no big deal. Yeah,
0: maybe we should just kill the Apparat. Um, Alina informs everyone uh, about the Nietzsche Voya and how they can't be hurt by bullets or blade or even sunlight. So far, the only thing that she's been able to stop them with is is performing the cut. But that is something that she takes a lot out of her. That's a, that's a hard power to use, and she doesn't even know if she had an army of them, whether she'd be able to, to do that.
1: Or how many you can cut at once.
0: Oh, absolutely. And um, so we're about to get to some really neat stuff. Um, they mention how the Nietzsche Voya have to stay close to their master um, within two-mile range at the most. So that's neat. Um, that's how they were able to escape earlier.
1: And was... that indicates that there is some limit to his power.
0: Exactly. For the first time, the Darkling has a limit to this power. Um, also, that the Darkling can't summon them like he does darkness. As it costs him. We've discussed this. Um, each time he calls them, um, creates them, he it, it's costing him somehow. And this is absolutely amazing to we me. We have a new word. Because this is where... Well, this is the answer. This mm-hmm. is where we figure it out. Merzost. It is not Grisha power. The Darkling is using Merzost. Um, and here's the quote. In Ravkin, the word for magic and abomination was the same. Basic Grisha theory stated that matter couldn't just be created from nothing. But that was a tenant of the small silence. Merzost was different, a corruption of the making at the heart of the world. So the Darkling isn't using Grisha power. This is not special Grisha power. It's that magic. It is magic. Merzost. Um, Alina has an interesting thought. Um was there a way to summon the soldiers uh, um like possibly um was there a way possibly to summon soldiers of light to fight the darkling shadow army was that the power the three amplifiers might give her so that's where she's going now of course It's almost
1: like foreshadowing
0: Well she's just thinking like she's like I mean she's she's just thinking here so um and you know she everybody's just trying to figure out how can you destroy this darkling and now they finally got the answer it's merzos but that that's something that is it's not good um no, cause
1: now they gotta deal with that in a different way
0: yep so fast forward a little bit Lena gets up early the next morning to send mal off on his little um galloping trip with um <laughs> Prince vasili and, and she
1: couldn't kiss him goodbye
0: yep and the other royals for this beautiful hunting party. And, um, Alina then takes Tamar to meet Botkin, um, miss him. He's, um, who he's, he's just such a great shoe guy. And, um, they, and I love that Tamar and Botkin automatically just are great buds. They both just start speaking. Of course they in, are. Yeah. They just start speaking in shoe. And, um, Alina informs Botkin that she needs help. She needs help to, um, train the material Kai who have, Always been on the absolute sidelines. They've never done any kind of combat. So he's all right with that. Oh, of course
1: he'll beat up anybody.
0: Well, he'll do that. And he mentions how he taught her, and when she can teach anybody, (laughs) he he can do it. Alina then goes to a war council meeting at the Grand Palace with Nikolai to talk about uh, Alta's defenses in case of an attack. You know, I mean, they're trying to cover up all tracks. And it's pretty obvious that these council members are still iffy about the second army. What a surprise. No one likes the Grisha. Nikolai, of course, doesn't seem bothered by it at all. He just kind of is ignoring that. Um, He knows what the Grisha can do and how helpful they are and Alina's powers. Um, Nikolai... um, and alina then take a walk and he wants to show her something and this is where we were going to do our last um scene and this is going to end off our um reading section so terry is going to play nikolai of course i'm going to play alina so um curtain up
1: Nikolai had stopped on the gravel path halfway down to the lake, and I joined him there. He pointed to a strip of beach on the far shore a short distance from the school.
0: I want to construct a pier there, he said. Why? So it can rebuild the hummingbird.
1: You really can't keep still, can you? Don't you have enough on your plate?
0: He squinted out at the glittering surface of the lake. Alina, I'm hoping we can find a way to defeat the Darkling, but if we can't, we need a way to get you out.
1: I stared at him. What about the rest of the Grisha?
0: There's nothing I can do for them.
1: I couldn't quite believe what he was suggesting. I'm not going to run.
0: I had a feeling you'd say that, he said, with a sigh.
1: And you, I said angrily, are you just going to fly away and leave the rest of us to face the Darkling?
0: Come now, he said. You know I'm, I've always wanted a hero's funeral. He looked back at the lake. I'm happy to go down fighting, but I don't want my... "'Parents left to the Darkling's mercy. Will you give me two squalors to train?'
1: "'They're not gifts, Nikolai,' I said, thinking of the way the Darkling had made a present of Jinya to the Queen. But I'll ask for volunteers. Just don't tell them what it's for. I don't want the others to get discouraged, or or, or start vying for places aboard the craft. And one more thing,' I said, "'I want you to make room for Bagra. She shouldn't have to face the Darkling again. She's bid through enough.'
0: Of course, he said, then added, I still believe we can win, Alina.
1: I'm glad someone does, I thought dismally and turned to go inside.
0: And that is it. End scene. And that is it for our reading portion. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, We had a lot going on, um, but I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm... I'm happy that we did it that way. I'm glad we did those scenes. I think those bring a little bit more life to this podcast and um we enjoy doing them. But please feel free to um let us know what you think. Absolutely. Of course. Anytime. There, I know that people like quotes um so this is just adding a little bit more drama to the quotes, you know, us taking parts. So we are ready now, I guess for for something coming up. And um we've got Grisha cast news. Are you ready for it, guys? Lee's off Twitter and Instagram, pretty much. Boom. we don't have anything this week we really don't we've got pictures not of casting but just of the actors and actresses um but nothing that is confirmed i'm i try not to do rumors so i'm not going to do any of that um we've already discussed how um it should be coming out at the end of 2020 but um yeah that's about it um for grisha cast news we didn't have a lot go on this week um yeah, so listener thank yous um on Instagram and please I love you guys but I'm horrible at names and speaking <laughs> and reading. <laughs> you, so like you're
1: doing the best job you can do right now, I aren't am. you? So, it's made just for you.
0: So I mean, it give me a break here if I butcher your name and you realize it to you just realize from the from my heart I love you. I'm just who knows. Um so um this is Purimadana, and um, I wanted to say something else because the first part of that looks like it's spelling Purim, which is a Jewish holiday. So, but I realized when I read more that most likely it's Purimadana. So, like per, maybe as a cat, I don't know, but I love it. Um, thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for just commenting and listening and um, giving us your feedback on Apple. I'd like to thank Sally Beth. Thank you so much. We love it. Um, And everybody, please, 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 please go to um, Apple if you can and comment and rate us. That is going to help us out tremendously. Um, It, it's just where we get to see it, and it's going to help our ratings go up. I know there's a way to do it on Spotify, but that truthfully is um, hard for us to get any of the. Inf- I don't even know how to get the information. And what we really need is actually more of it to be from Apple. Um, so yeah, next week we are, and we're we're getting close to the end of this, y'all. So, um, next week we're going to be covering chapters 16, 17, and 18 usual. And it's going to be our usual, it's going to be covering about 50 pages.
1: We're so, so close to the end.
0: We are. And then we're going to do ruin and rising and guys, we've got some really big things coming up. Um, I've still got to discuss it with Terry, but we are going to try to make this, um, podcast even bigger and more widespread. And I'm just going to say that, um, you might be able to see us on a screen one day soon. Ooh, podcasting it. So that is in the works and something that we're going to discuss because supposedly that will help. Um, Tell all your friends that love Grishaverse, I know that we are a small fandom, but at the same time, we're a big fandom. But get the word out. Let them know we are here. We are discussing this. And if you don't like shadow and bone just give us a little bit longer we're about to get to six of crows soon and i know a lot of people love that um but we had to start from the beginning and i love shadow and bone it lays the groundwork for everything and um yeah i'm i'm super 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 excited and by the way found this um sticker finally on amazon of it's a six of crows sticker but i found it and actually put it on my um water bottle and um oh. yeah it, it's not easy to find a lot of um grisha verse merch just because the show hasn't started um there's just not a lot out there yet there's some stuff on etsy
1: yeah there's some independent work yeah on etsy
0: but i'm excited to see how this is going to blow up when it does end up airing um yeah do you have any parting words for us baby if you don't, it's okay. I put you on the spot. I know. You
1: sure did put me on the spot. Well, girl, this is
0: our <laughs> podcast, so you can say whatever. You can say nothing. Um, just saying, you know, we we love you guys. Thanks. So Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Keep listening. And um, we will be back next Friday covering chapter 16, 17, and 18. And that is it. That is a wrap. So Peace
1: out, fam. Bye.
0: Bye. This has been Grisha Cast. You may email us at GrishaPodcast at gmail.com.
1: Follow us on Instagram at GrishaCast, Twitter at GrishaPodcast, Podcast,
0: and on Facebook at GrishaCast.